0: Oh, hello hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the mike the gardener gardening podcast sponsored by those lovely people at natural grower who supply plant-based products for both organic and chemical-free gardening and your houseplants, crammed with certified organic growing power If you're looking for amazing results with all of your fruit and vegetables, your flower beds, your lawns and houseplants, then Natural Growers Award-Winning Certified Organic Peat-Free Compost and Fertiliser knock the socks off chemical products. All products are certified organic, 100% chemical-free and 100% peat-free. And those lovely people at Natural Grower have given me an exclusive 10% discount off all products for my listeners. Just pop MIC10, M-I-C, the number 10 in the apply coupon field when you check out. In this special bonus slot from the plot episode recorded just last week on the 29th of March, we head back to a cold, wet and blowy allotment for our second visit of the season to chat with Otis. It's so frustrating, isn't it? The clocks go forward, we have an extra hour of daylight to play in, and we're all packed inside with cold, wet, windy weather. So, if any of you lucky people do have the sun, please, could you send a slice down to the south coast by return? Now, sadly, all is not well at the allotment, and this I'm sure will be familiar with many allotmenteers who sow seeds for this season's crops, only to find that something has got in there and nobbled, or should I say nibbled, their plans for successful seedlings. However, in better news, Otis tells me what has been planted, what's growing along well and what their plans are for the next few weeks. So we start this episode by reviewing the frustrating developments in the polytunnel.
1: Well it's been a very devastating week here on the allotment. All my peas um the onward variety and broad bean prize winners were all looking absolutely lovely here. Broad beans were going to be planted out but they've um, been munched by Mr Mousy.
0: Yeah, it's not looking too good here at the moment.
1: (laughs) So when did you sow these then? About two weeks ago. So yeah, they've come up really well. And I think come up here for a couple of days, took the cover off from that I had on them, and Mr Mousey got in them.
0: So they're in a tunnel, so obviously they've got in somewhere through the tunnel, and that must be something that so many people must relate to. You've got all of this sown, things look really promising, it all looks really fresh, and then you come up and it's just they've just been pulled apart by the mice.
1: No, it's very heartbreaking but I got some, I got spare seeds so I sure do a second lot of all of them but I'm gonna keep them at home in the potting shed and bring them on and then bring them up here when they're ready to be planted out.
0: Yeah, cause looking around you've got one, two, three, four, five, six trays at least, which have just been devastated. So that was, which pea was that did you say onward?
1: Onward, yeah, it's a very popular and reliable cropping variety.
0: And then you said, did you say broad beans?
1: Yeah, one called Prize Winner, which um, I read up about, it's very reliable and other other plot holders have been growing it. But they've also had mice problems this year as well, more than normal, so I shall start them at home.
0: (laughs) Well in fact, just before we started recording, another guy on the plot came round as well and said he's had the same problem. So if any of you at home have had this, where you've started sowing and you've got mice or whatever attacking your crops, then it's still not too late to sow again.
1: No. so any advice <laughs> it'd be lovely
0: yeah if anybody has any advice what yeah. do you do to keep mice away from your seedlings your crop seedlings do let us know and then we can read them out on the next episode of the slot from the plot so what else have we got coming on here let's see if we can see a find a positive in this at well, the moment
1: all Ben's dahlias are potted up up here there's a couple sprouting so oh
0: yeah nice. they're, they're looking good already so do you know which dahlias you've got here was it just a selection oh, there's of a
1: selection of I think there's about 30 something that Ben's chose yeah but we will go into those I suppose when they're being planted out and um, I believe you'll be speaking to Ben about most of that. So
0: when did you do your dahlias? I mean I did mine well I'm still in the process of doing mine say it's the end of March
1: so now's a good time if you've got dahlia tubers to actually start those into growth. When did you do yours? It was probably two weekends ago um, up here but we didn't water them in straight away two weeks ago just in case we did have any cold snaps but we put them up into dry compost then we started watering them probably last week so yeah but some of them were already waking up when they came from the delivery people
0: and the thing with daily is when you pot up the tubers pop them into some multi-purpose peat-free compost and then just water them and then don't keep them too wet let them start to sprout away which you say a couple of yours are already doing so that's that's good
1: news already Yep. so what else have we got here well, you've got loads of i've just brought you up here so you know you've got to work to have me on this program you know <laughs> i'm not
0: working am i what are we doing what are we doing what have you got there well
1: i have been chitting um potatoes which have been at home but also there's a couple bags that never got chitted um which is obviously you're forcing the eyes on the potatoes at... And we think so how do you do that do you do you put them into um egg boxes yeah I, I just i didn't have any egg boxes at the time i just put them in them seed trays um and they did just as well just on a light windowsill um the varieties were growing this year there's a salad crop one called charlotte which everyone knows about obviously. oh yeah charlotte's a yeah. nice potato yeah and then there's a main crop picasso um which i got recommended by my friend cyril okay he's a and cyril's uh <laughs> yeah he's a horticulturist. he's a he's quite a, a an avid grower as well so that was a recommendation from cyril and then we got a second early which is a kestrel which we shall be planting today so yes and then what was that one there that one was called
0: yeah that's that one there is one called centana
1: so i will follow the main crops on about another two weeks normally after the second early so that's what I've been recommended so
0: so these ones here they've been chitted and they are ready to be planted now oh well,
1: yeah um especially the um sal- well, salad ones and second earlies but um yeah the main crops I'll probably end up putting them all in anyway just so uh, I'm ahead of things
0: so how deep do you plant those again for anybody who's new to doing sort of allotmenteering, how deep do your potatoes go in
1: probably around 10 inches something like that in old terms and then then um, I space them with a like hand fork just between each one kind of thing. So
0: about 10 inches, about 30 centimetres deep, and then a hand fork distance between each potato.
1: And then as soon as they just start um, coming up, you just got to start piling them up with more soil, really, haven't you? So that's your earthing up bit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's correct. <laughs> and um, and there's also the beds have all been prepared with um, farmyard manure and lamb um, chicken pellets, so there's plenty of goodness in the ground for them okay
0: so yeah so the bed's prepared all ready to go
1: in um and ha- do you have to wait until last frosts have gone or yes but um you can get away with it now as i was talking to Cyril, who's been growing potatoes for years um he says as long as you you can plant them a little bit deeper if you're a bit worried but it should, should be fine now really yeah i mean
0: again we're on the south coast here so for anybody who's further up the country uh, maybe hold on for a little while but yeah if you're planting them deeper then That will
1: obviously yes, protect them from the frosts. They're really planting in April, isn't it? We're just a week, it was April at the weekend, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, as we head into April, so that's your potatoes
0: ready to go in. So, what else are you sowing at home at the moment?
1: Um, this weekend I shall be sowing French beans and um, the Blue Lake variety, so I'm looking forward to that. Okay, I've also got a couple other unusual varieties which I haven't remembered i'm afraid today so it's quite nice to do something a little bit different are they are they new varieties for you french bean there's like the purple colored ones so that's quite different to glue i've seen them up here and got very jealous last year um but also there's a runner bean which is like a red with white spots on the outside it nearly looks a bit poisonous actually (laughs) but it it looks very nice so i'm going to give that a go um so this weekend i'll be sowing my french beans and runner beans at home with mr micey not here
0: and do you find yourself walking around the plot and actually looking at crops that other people are growing? And you've just said, you know, you walked around last year. Do you, Is there, Are there lots of conversations about what are you growing and what grows well here?
1: Yes, there is. There's a real good community around here. So, yeah, there are a lot of people you do all the time. Last year I was jealous because it was obviously my first year here. Everyone had lovely rhubarb. but I had no rhubarb. But I've also, this year, on my second pick... Wow, look at this! My... Um, I think this one was actually called pink champagne this one, it's um, been forced as the second picking, so I shall force one more lot on the plant and then I shall let it rest So forcing explain what forcing
0: is for those who are new So
1: it tends to make it a bit sweeter as well, but it's just so you can get it a few weeks earlier really
0: And you cover the rhubarb with like a I can what do the they new, call them.
1: Well, There's a rhubarb forcer that I've got here, which I got terracotta ones. But you can also use like old dustbins and stuff, as long as it's dark and really dry. So you, you cover
0: the stem. rhubarb with your rhubarb forcer or a dustbin, which yeah. keeps it in the dark, which forces it to grow up yeah. towards the light.
1: It gets nice long long stems like this, and they're yeah a bit sweeter as we've been eating them in the last few days. So and the
0: colour of that is it is pink champagne. You have got that yeah. beautiful pink colour at the base going up to a champagne it. colour.
1: There's two other varieties. One was given to us. It was called Victoria which is a very very well known one but I haven't forced that one so that should just be for general picking which is looking very good as at the moment as well out there and then the other one is a non I don't know what it is but it's doing very well
0: I'm thinking Timperley from my days back at Hawke College years and years and years ago but that might also be wrong as well that's a very long time ago that's rude <laughs> that's just rude isn't it <laughs> should we have a little look outside yeah no that's yeah. or oh, is there something is there anything else we need to talk about
1: in here um I have I've um, already sown my chilies and peppers, there's so many varieties but as they germinate and I'm breaking them out and you'll see them up here, we shall talk about which varieties they are. So those are at home at the moment yeah, germinating? It, they've got a bit of heat under them as well to bring them on. And also um, I'm doing some leeks which I've sown actually, um, it's called, called Winner, that's the variety I've got at the moment which is a lot larger than the Muzzleberg that I grew last year. And meant to be very reliable and rust-resistant, rust so I shall be going for that one. But I also will get another variety because I we just eat so many leeks and
0: yeah. <laughs> so you've sown those in the last few weeks, did yeah, you no, say?
1: Just sown them into like a one-liter pot in multi-purpose compost, and um, they're probably staying there. Well, quite a few weeks, really, when they have germinated until they're quite a good fitness. really. You don't want to do them too small, because because <laughs> you tend to drop them in little holes and just puddle them in, but last year really were a bit too small, and they flew out the holes.
0: Yeah, I seem to remember <laughs> those leeks
1: last year were very, very tiny, weren't yeah. they? And we puddled them in, and, yeah, they sort of disappeared, so yeah. you're going to leave them a little bit longer. Little, another two, three weeks to the... One in i don't know what kind of thickness like a knitting needle thickness something like that a little bit smaller you know okay yeah that's yeah
0: that's a good sort of guide for people out there just to know so that's leaks um anything to show me outside um, we can go out there and is see it, what there is. is there anything in here that we're missing? I'm just having a little look around. I've got to keep an eye on what's going on here. So we've got the dahlias.
1: they yeah, just compost and stuff ready to fill pots for yeah. later on for cucumbers and tomatoes. It's
0: and then shame. obviously the sorry looking peas and broad beans. What a shame that is. You don't need but... to keep
1: bringing that up, do you?
0: <laughs> well, I just thought so I'd mention it. <laughs> <laughs> right, you let's head outside. Beans, will you? <laughs> <laughs> Heading outside then, yeah? Yep so we're outside it's a little bit blowy so i'm trying to keep the microphone shielded a little bit what have you, what have you got to tell me about out here
1: well haven't you noticed what do i need to be noticing all the beds have nicely bordered edges and barked oh, paths yes
0: there. how gosh i'm going to be in big trouble now so you've actually put some um wooden edges around the borders in here just to tidy it up we've got the mulch down on the par, so it's all looking very tidy very spick and span so what crops have we, I can see the rhubarb we've just been talking about, there's two terracotta rhubarb forces over in the corner there. And then coming up the plot from there, what have we got in front of the rhubarb?
1: There's a variety of onion called Electric and a one called Winter Champion, which are doing very, very well. They're starting to fill out, the stems are starting to fill out now, so that's a good sign that the bowl itself will start to form at the base, I've been told. And how, <laughs> long, and how long have they been in? They went in in November, so they've been in a while, but they've really they're starting to take off now.
0: Yeah, you can see, like you say, the base of the stem is really beginning to
1: thicken up. So there's two varieties there, and there's a benefit because you can you can still put those in now, which I am going to probably do a smaller batch at the top of the plot, just so that because these are now be earlier, and then we'll have some more to follow on later on, kind of thing. So when will you start harvesting the onions? When's the soonest you can get those out? It's going to be another couple of months really but um, yeah. that's what it all depends on weather conditions really to be honest and obviously you've got to dry them and store them so yeah about three months probably
0: and looking at the weather conditions at the moment it could be quite a while longer because it's cold up here again isn't <laughs> yeah. it? it really is right what else have we got going on here
1: I'm, i've also planted some more thyme to go with our little herb selection of chives and rosemary which we will then sow some parsley very shortly as well so yeah
0: so you'll sow that soon, you haven't yeah, sown that no, yet?
1: Yeah, that soon at home and then just planting it out, kind okay.
0: of thing. Okay.
1: And then further up here we're going on to the garlic which is doing the same as the um, onions really. It's really starting to, the stems itself are picking up and obviously the bulbs are quite deep down on garlic. So no, they're all doing well. And when did the garlic go into the ground? I believe they were in November, December time as well. But, yeah, okay. a bit, bit later than the onions but yeah, not, not far behind. And then there's still a few leaks, muzzleberg ones that were put in late. So they'll be OK in probably another two months' time as well They're if it's late they were going in. So, And all the beds have been manured on the top. To yeah, it's, all, it's all been... Oh, it's
0: really blowy up here at the moment. Excuse the wind, everybody. It's blowing a hoolie. That oh, was you.
1: <laughs> Gosh, I come up here and try and help. <laughs> No, so yeah, and then the only ever new addition was a red current but the label's blown off of it and it was in the cell cell line. <laughs> so. <laughs> so it's going to be a red current that we don't know. Okay, so that's
0: it for, for the time being then. So we'll come up here again in a few more weeks' time to see how things are going on. Hopefully we'll have some better news on the pea and broad bean, as I've mentioned it again, everybody, but hopefully some better news on that front So thank you
1: very much for today. Thank you for coming up again, and hopefully we'll have something else going on here.
0: (laughs) And hopefully next time we come up, the sun will be shining and the wind won't be blowing.
1: Sounds very good to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, we'll see you next time, everybody. And if you do have any questions you want to ask Otis about growing crops, (laughs) well, yeah, do drop us a line. You can contact me via the email address, which is mike gardener one at gmail.com, and that's Mike with an M-I-C, Or you can message me directly on my Instagram account where I'm Mike underscore the Gardener. Or you can also message Otis directly or give Otis a follow. And that is Otis the Gardener on Instagram. And we'll see you next time. Bye bye for now. Bye bye. Gardening and indeed allotmanteering can be challenging at times, as I'm sure we all know. But we're made of stronger stuff than that and like Otis we will continue and sow seeds again to make good the damage that's been done. But if you have any tips for success especially around keeping mice and vermin away from your prize seedlings do drop me a line and let me know so we can share your tips on the next episode. Now, as mentioned, you can follow both of us on Instagram where you'll find me as Mike underscore the Gardener and Otis is Otis the Gardener. That's all one word. And I will be back here again next week and we'll have a very special slot from the plot again very soon with the sun shining please and to see what's going on what's new and hopefully some better news on the pea and broad bean front oh that's a mouthful so see you all next week folks bye bye for now bye bye